0: being influenced by GTA, getting to know Bruce Wayne, telling stories in Until Dawn, and a distinctly manly smell, this is Staying In.
1: So what are you eating?
2: Are you eating onion rings and yeah.
0: chips? Mm, well, so I'm not eating chips because we don't have any chips, um, so I'm eating onion rings and I've decided... Is that it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that for dinner? <laughs> no, You're so. onion rings it's and rings. chips? No, I'm also having vegetarian Escalops? escalops? Oh, All right, Scalops. I don't know the corn things. Yeah, the corn things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've decided that onion rings are basically they're like they're like healthy chips in some ways, right?
2: Deep deep fried onion.
0: Yeah. Go is, on.
2: Yeah. Okay. Go on. Let's hear because, the rationale. So
0: obviously, the, obviously, the healthiest chip is the sweet potato because it technically counts as one of your five a day. It does. So that's fine. But if you want something a little bit naughtier, I think you know going for a deep fried onion ring i think that's all right like it's not deep fried it's not empty carbs is it it's not all empty carbs right um but you're eating chips as well no i'm not eating chips as well so 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 right now
2: you're eating eating your vegetarian and corn stuff and onion rings that's your dinner
1: yeah okay Yeah, yeah why can't you just cook an onion Surely but, the
2: healthy option is just to have onion and not batter it. Well, I didn't batter it. but Referring yeah. to an onion ring in any way as being healthy is, is, is not correct. It's healthier. No, it's <laughs> not. It all depends
1: what your favourite reference is. Yeah, it's healthier to deep frying a Mars bar and having mm. that as a chip. It's,
0: it's healthier. It's than, not it's, as yeah, healthy I, as an apple. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fine. But it's healthier than a chip. It's like healthier yeah. than a regular chip. I'll bet. Is it? I would put good milk. Oh, okay. Did I tell you about the Yahoo Answers question that I found, uh, which was when I nearly killed my rabbit with by feeding it wine, by mistake?
1: No, but go on.
0: Right, so had Christmas, had the in-laws over, did all that sort of stuff, and then accidentally covered my rabbit taco in red wine.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that story, yeah.
0: Yeah, so did all that, re- nearly ruined, ruined everything. But as part of my... <laughs> I think that life, nearly ruined the rabbit. <laughs> nearly ruined the rabbit and Christmas, because that's a heck of a faux pas, right? Um, killing your rabbit on Christmas Day, so I had to look up whether or not rabbits could drink alcohol because obviously we'd spilled red wine all over him, and he was and it was constantly it up. just licking itself, and he was just going. La, 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 la. Um, and it turns out, so I typed in <laughs> "Can rabbits drink red wine?" into into uh, into Google, and there were people on Yahoo Answers who were genuinely asking this question, asking and answering this question. Well, you were I genuinely thought, in, asking the question, yeah, but my 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 question was because I've accidentally spilled red wine on him right it was not which is what this Yahoo Answers question was was my rabbit looks like it's getting bored and I sometimes have a glass of wine with dinner is it okay to give it a <laughs> glass of wine as well I'm all scare? out of water and I was like who in that situation who has been given care of an exotic pet and is thinking do you know what this rabbit is pretty good but do you know what to be even better if it was drunk. <laughs> like I love the fact that you referred to a rabbit as an exotic pet. It is an exotic pet. It's classed as an exotic pet, then. Is it? Mm, Are you sure? An, yes, it absolutely is classed as an exotic pet.
2: Sam, once you've done uh, Googling your onion ring chip analysis, to, um, please find out the exotic nature of a rabbit. The problem What's with true? Googling onion
1: ring analysis is that you've got to get the right onion ring because... It could be onion rings, as in the crisp, or mm. the deep-fried snack that Pete's having, or yeah. just
0: a ring of onion. Oh, God. Right, here Crazy. we go.
1: Here we go. How many onion rings are you eating?
0: I've just had about 10
1: You've had about ten, right. So that's more than a portion. It says here a portion is eight to nine onion rings, okay. which is 276 that's calories.
2: That's a lot of onion
1: rings. 276 calories. Calories, okay. Let's compare that with uh, 35 pieces of chips. As in, I'd say that means thirty-five chips, yeah. two hundred and ten calories. Right. So on the calorie front, you're up
0: by about sixty. Calories are okay. Yeah. All
1: right. Okay. Cal- yeah, yeah, yeah. Cal- calories are absolutely fine. Um, I mean, you're having more of them. You six point nine five grams of saturated fat, which is what you have got to look out for um, in your onion rings, whereas right. there's twelve grams
0: in your mm, chips. Yeah, I see. Healthy.
2: Again, as I said before. Never use the word "healthy" and onion rings in the same in the same line. Let,
1: let, basically, onion rings—more calories, less fat. Now, is a rabbit?
2: I've I've got a bit of information on this. Apparently, uh, oh, good. generally, any pet that isn't a dog, cat, horse, cow, or fish is considered is considered exotic. Anything other than those is considered exotic. Can I just say that some fish are very exotic? Yeah, yeah.
1: Like if you had a koi carp in your garden, Dan. I think, A, that's a bit weird because you don't have a garden, really. do? It's not yours. <laughs> it's not yours. And B, that's an exotic animal. Yeah. That's from an exotic part of the world. Mm. Whereas Pete's rabbit was from yeah. Pets at Home. You know that I don't really like Grand Theft Auto Five, But you do yeah. like it a bit. I mean, I do like it a bit, but I've got another reason not to like it.
0: Right. Okay. Okay.
1: You mean you've searched out another reason? No, it just <laughs> happened. It just happened on the off chance today. As you were searching okay. through bad things about GTA Five. <laughs> things to hate about the game everyone else loves. Um, how to be cantankerous? No, it's my um, it's my birthday week. Um, so I thought in my birthday week I put the week off. I'll try and get the Witch Three completed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can tell you now, it's not going to happen. I mean, I'm not starting it from scratch. I'm about forty hours in, but I'm still. Jeez. I'm nowhere, nowhere near getting that game completed. But before I was playing Witcher 3, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto 5 quite a bit. And I think this happens a lot when you are playing lots of different games at the same time. Like I've got about three games on the go at the moment. So when you want to sprint in Grand Theft Auto 3, you tap X, don't you? Yeah. That's your sprinting mechanic. Yeah. Right. So I've been doing that for about the last six or seven hours on Grand Theft Auto 5. Hopped into Witcher and my body was still telling me to like keep on tapping X to sprint mm. but on witcher you hold X to sprint you tap X to pick up stuff that you're walking past so i was sprinting through towns just picking up lots and lots <laughs> of shit <And> until <laughs> because i just i just kept on i kept on tapping it and then and then i stole something from someone's shop <laughs> and he ran me out of town <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just running, like trying to get to a mission, to a quest, and then suddenly I picked up some cow's milk, and I was like, "Hang, hang on!" I wasn't. And then this guy was when like, "You thief there, stop!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and basically I had to jump on my horse quickly because he was like level twenty-four merchant, <laughs> and I'm only like a, <laughs> I'm only a level sixteen Witcher. Came
0: so, after me. so GTA essentially made you do. Bad so a load of gta stuff see but why is
2: that gta's fault maybe it's the witcher's fault for not having the tap x mechanic to be honest one of witcher's failings is its control scheme because x does a lot
1: it not only does it sprint and pick up things but also it's your mechanic for extinguishing and lighting flames <laughs> so that's one of the things that you can do as a witcher and because it's set in a medieval-esque world there's a lot of fire there's a lot of fire and there's a lot of candles on top of objects that you're trying to loot. So you spend half the time going, loot, flame! No, <laughs> loot, by flame. No,
0: loot, flame! No, no. It's like, it's like, it's like um, what would happen if Johnny Torch were real. Like, <laughs> look what I can do! Come on, guys! There's no superheroes. There's no baddies to fight so I just thought I'd light stuff all the
1: time. <laughs> just just candles all the time. Did you see that someone's made a candle of the evil Nazi guy's head from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Brilliant. So when it burns, it's a slow recreation of the last scene in that film where he drinks from the Holy Grail.
0: Brilliant. Did you see them? the guys who went to Kickstarter to do a bunch of man-scented candles? Define you know man-scent. So... <laughs> <laughs> so the The whole Kickstarter was around how you know you're a real man. You know you like entertaining the ladies when they come over, okay, but you don't yeah. want any of these girly smells. And you know because obviously you know you light a candle. It's nice to get rose or vanilla or like clean sheets is one that I saw the other day. White, I thought.
1: white linen,
0: white linen. I found one the other day, just going on yeah. a tangent that was something like beautiful wedding, beautiful wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like so basically this these guys were like you're a real man, you don't want to be smelling of roses all the time, why not smell like tanned leather, burning wood <laughs> uh, a fine cigar, whiskey and it was like, how uncomfortable with your own <laughs> like gender identity do you have to be to go if I pick up this candle that smells like, like vanilla pods then maybe I'm not a real man anymore. The brilliant
1: thing about that is half of those, actually more than that, two thirds of those products are just things that men could burn anyway. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Just get a cigar. And imagine,
1: <laughs> and imagine the lady comes back to your house and it's like, oh, it smells like something's on fire. Or you- are you a smoker? Because I'm really not into that. Because it's oh, 2016.
0: I can smell leather.
2: And then they have to say, no, I don't smoke. <laughs> then why did your why did your place stink you of cigars? Oh, what? it's the
0: candle that I bought. Oh, yeah, Come and come and sit. Come and sit down. This one smells like a vintage vintage wine. <laughs> Like, what? Like, <laughs> did it, just... it, did it well, make its goal? I think it did because I think there's a lot of people who, I don't know, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like, I think I think it's one of those things of there are a lot of people out there who want to impress the ladies with candles and nice things, but they don't want to appear to be soft in some way or to be like sensitive because obviously hard you know... candles. Yeah, so exactly. It's it's hard candles. Other than other than wanting to find things to hate it, are you like right. done with GTA?
1: I had a good time with it playing the story when I figured out that if I play the story as if it's like an American soap opera like it's Neighbours or something of the equivalent Mm. if you see what I mean like try not to make it about their life but make it about their story then I enjoyed it because it was more like a distraction so I was just playing the story beats and not trying to go and you know play tennis or do yoga or yeah yeah, that's what I did as well or anything like that and then I found then I found it quite enjoyable but it's just I've got that and
2: Fallout 4 and The Witcher 3
0: Mm. and open world fatigue
2: open
1: world fatigue
2: I've got I've got uh, Shadow of Mordor going at the moment that's my that's not my open world game
1: Mm. now Shadow of Mordor impresses me slightly that it's still hanging around it's like a bastion of what you know (laughs) a good ps4 next gen game it does show how i've been sort of lacking in uh in sort of experiences but you're liking it though dan aren't you?
2: i am actually quite enjoying it yeah i i kind of i've gone through kind of stages of not being too, too sure at the moment i like it i like what like what's happening i like as as kind of certain elements of the game plan narrative get introduced in terms of different types of enemies and different levels of enemies it kind of in the same way that you with GTA kind of develop your own story, or not so much develop your own story, but followed the kind of story. With this, yes, I'm I'm kind of I'm creating stories for myself, so I can see certain captains that you have to defeat, and certain ones are bodyguards for another. So I'm okay trying to hunt them down and try and do stuff and try and be more stealthy. And because one of the things of the game is when you get into a fight, pretty much very quickly, if you're not careful you can be swarmed and you there's no option other than to run away because you just can't take on that many enemies because they just swarm so, around you.
0: <clears throat> What's the... So, I've... You were describing it to me the other day as it's like Assassin's Creed plus... What was the other thing? Assassin's oh, Creed meets Did Batman. you just
1: turn off after Assassin's Creed? I was like, like, yeah, I was like... <laughs> yeah, well, i Assassin's got Creed, one. sir. I'll, 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 I'm there. Just didn't listen to yeah. any, any other part of It's the Assassin's Creed,
2: meets by the time I got to Batman, it was. He's already on Amazon, he's already purchased it. Prime, yeah. next day delivery.
0: So, Assassin's Creed plus Batman? It's the combat okay. system
2: of Batman and the uh, kind of navigation of Assassin's Creed. So, it's the so leaping up walls really and stuff like that. That sounds really, really good. And on top of that, you've got the whole um, nemesis system whereby you face uh, enemies. Uh, and certain captains and if you're ever defeated whoever defeats you or people you're fighting they will uh, go up in rank and they will get stronger because they've defeated you and they will become bigger and badder and so there are kind of elements where you might face a certain captain two or three or four times and then suddenly they're really 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 powerful so you kind of want to go after them because they're getting a little bit too powerful and inadvertently you create your own kind of uh, battle between them a rivalry between you and a, a specific
0: orc but uh, surely once you've defeated them they're killed some of them come back some of them come back and say hey
2: you thought you had defeated me here I am and he's got, they've got scars on their face from the previous battles and stuff like that so it's, the, the idea of the game is they remember you and they will come after you so last time if you fought them I and mean, you've had to run away because you've been swarmed Next time they see you, you're like, ah, you coward! You ran away last time. I will defeat you now. But it's 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 enjoyable at the moment, and I'm I am really enjoying it. Um, I'm interested to see how much further it goes because I'm not sure. I don't think you ever because obviously the game's called Shadow of Mordor, and I don't think you ever actually leave the realm of Mordor. Which at the moment I don't know how big that is. It doesn't strike me as being that big. I can navigate the map pretty easily, so I don't know how much it'll expand over the course of the game. But I'm interested Where's to find Mordor? out.
0: Where's Mordor? Pardon? is that next to? Yeah, where's Mordor?
1: It's like north of Gondor.
0: Where's, is, okay.
1: What what do you mean, where's
0: Mordor? In Lord of the Rings. Oh, so it's in, oh, okay, so it's in, okay, right. The full title of the game is Middle Earth Sorry
1: Dan Sorry Dan No no, Pete What did you mean by Where's Mordor Well like South of M25
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah so it's Lord of the Rings Yes Right right right
2: right. It's set in the world of Lord of the Rings Before Lord of the Rings actually takes place So it's in the Hobbit No it's set between the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings Because the character of Gollum Appears in the game And in the game He has already lost the ring of power which he loses in the hobbit that's why i know that the the timing of it so it happens in like the 60 years between the books i'm showing i know quite a lot about the books here You um what other game could that nemesis system be used in
1: because i thought as soon as it was announced and people people were raving about it and it's and it is a great great um sort of system of combat because not only does it treat Death and sort of repeated trying in you know a video game universe really well, and makes you feel like you're part of something. But also, it gives those opportunities for creating narrative between enemies. But I just, and I thought it was going to be used in so many more, like in a game mm. like Batman or something like that. That there's nemesis more combat, dis- more. Com- yeah, but the idea is, you in- need to have a game where you're going up against multiple enemies. And they have a chance to run away. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know something like Dynasty Warriors or something like that. But
2: I think that's why it works. It would need to be like an open world game, and with an open world game, you could you could throw you could throw it into majority of them because of just the nature of them, you have so many varied characters that that would all work with. And I, I mean, I'm surprised they've something like that has not been used again since.
1: Yeah, it it will all be down to whoever publishes that EA
0: that's a Warner Brothers joint yeah they probably have trademarked the nemesis system I don't think, I don't think you can trademark mechanics anymore All right then well well it's
1: already stolen Maybe the mechanics can, from Batman so uh, in the combat Yeah so. exactly exactly yeah but yeah you would have thought it would've been used a bit more but hey ho cuz like in Assassin's Creed could it work there like you, fail, um, yeah, you absolutely. failed to, you yeah, failed absolutely. to take down someone or you yeah. fail in your... And rather than it going desynchronized, there's um, a consequence to that action.
0: Yeah, no, you absolutely could. And there is a a there is a, an element of consequence in uh, Syndicate in that you can kill gang leaders relatively early on, but if you don't, then you end up with one big war essentially at the end of clearing out areas. So it makes that you kill them early with like a you know, a really opportunistic kill or whatever it is, and then you don't have to fight them later. Which See within Shadow of Mordor you kill someone early
2: and that person gets replaced by one of their underlings and then you have to kind of keep an eye. And over the course of the game those captains will then also fight each other for supremacy. So Mm. even when you're not fighting them, all that stuff's going on in the background. So that's kind Mm. of really interesting. So I think something like that would work as you're saying there killing a gang leader in Assassin's Creed if then one of their followers rose up to fill that spot that would be a really interesting kind of dynamic that you can't ever you'd have to kind of really clear out similar to kind of like with um, the board game pandemic you've got to clear out an entire illness before it's actually fully gone so you have to clear out all the gang leaders and the followers to really extinguish that group Oh, and I'm playing uh, until dawn as well. It's going well. Oh, oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. It's going well. Uh, I am. Um, I've got two chapters left. I'm into the final two hours. Before There's, there is two hours until dawn. Um, of the uh, eight survivors, uh, so far five I think are still survived. Still survived, I think. Um, okay. So I've lost three so far. Uh, I'm not. I need. to... I'm trying to think if I lost any in the last chapter. I don't think so. So I've got five left. And it's been a really interesting... uh, Really interesting playthrough. Um, I'm really enjoying kind of... uh, The way in which it gets you to decide certain things. And the way in which it pushes you in certain directions. And kind of leads you down certain lines. Um, I don't want to give... Have you played it yet, Pete? No, not yet. I don't want to give anything... Because it is really interesting. It reminds me, obviously... It's a big one of those, something like heavy rain, just just due right. to the nature of it in terms of the the kind of the twisting narrative, and I think um, in a lot of ways I think it's the passage heavy rain. Um, good, think... good. It makes you so happy to hear you say that, Dan.
1: It's the reason why I got you this game to make you realise that there was something better.
2: No, I know. I, know. I still like heavy rain. I, there's only one thing that's heavy rain does better, and that's I really like in heavy rain the. Um, the way that contextually the the changes on screen, your instructions, depending on how you kind of panic you are or something like that, it can make it a bit more difficult and it kind of instills a sense of panic in you, which although sometimes comes through with um Until Dawn, that's more so to do with um, having a short amount of time for a, a, a quick time event as opposed to not really knowing what to pick. It's kind of you having to act and react really quickly. Um, but I think on a story level, and I think on um kind of I think probably even with the kind of the uh, visual effects of it, I think that surpasses what uh, Heavy Rain was t- t- trying to do. Yeah, Which to yeah. be yeah. fair it has had it's it's on a it's on a newer console, it's got a good few years beyond Heavy Rain, so it it's not surprising, but I I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it and it's it's there's been a few too many jump scares for my liking, so I'm not a, I'm not a fan of jump scares. Um more so towards the more so at the beginning of the game I think. I think it, it relies on that quite a bit. At the beginning of the game, before it then moves into more tension-based stuff. Um, I think I'm, I'm my understanding. Obviously, I don't know how the rest of the story is going to play out. I, I seem to be coming into the kind of the final act of of it, where it's all becoming revealed, and it's just kind of how is it all going to resolve itself. So I'm just kind of going through those final bits now and trying to work out where to end. Actually, I just remembered someone else did die, so I'm down to four. Four dead, four alive. <laughs> I just remembered in the last chapter. Just for just for I finish the oh God, the Memor- what, memorable characters,
0: There's what the last are you chapter. Doing? I, kept I everyone I
1: alive. I managed to get everyone alive until
2: the very very end, like the last one hour before dawn. But I, it, I quite I quite like it, where it it tells you if something that you've kind yeah. of you've done has resulted in a death. So the first person who actually died, it t- it kind of told me. Why it was, what it was that I did that meant they died, and I could kind of see that and say, okay, yeah, I can absolutely see I've made the wrong decision there, and that's that's how it's led down that line. It'd be interesting to kind of have a good conversation, say with, with you, Sam, or PF, you played it to kind of see what what narrative beats remain the same and which ones changed, because obviously there are characters now that have died for me that have stayed in some of your game right until the very end. So I'm interested to see kind of which where they where they kind of play into it.
1: It's very clever what it does actually, because it hides those beats really well. I think there, are, there are small touches like it's not so much to give away, but there's there's obvious things that in in one scene you're basically you're meant to make a Sophie's choice: either you kill yourself or you kill another character. And one right. thing leads to another, and you don't end up killing each other. But depending on depending on who you point the gun at, that has repercussions for later down the line. Um, if you point the gun at the other person they don't help you or assist you in a later part of the game there's even stuff like really? if you throw a stone at a squirrel nature is a character in Until Dawn because it's a you know it's a 90s horror film basically um that can have an effect with you down the line even stuff of like if you decide to pick stuff up or leave stuff that has an effect for something that happens on later down the line and even and I I don't even know if this is true, but even items of clothing that characters are wearing has an effect on their survival. Um, what in the narrative? Um, my my advice to you, Dan, and I didn't give you this to you at the time because hey, it wouldn't be fun. Is to not play it as a night. basically, as soon as you start following horror tropes, your characters die. Right. Okay. So my my first character death. Was when I separated from the group. (laughs)
0: Right, okay. (laughs) As
1: soon as I went off on my own, my character died. So, okay. So it's basically stay as a group, don't follow that sound, (laughs) 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 don't anger past spirits. You know, doing that kind of thing. I I love Until Dawn. It was my game of the year last year. I just think it was just, and you think that. And I know you mentioned that point about Quantic Dream, and maybe it was in superior hardware, but it wasn't like that was that was Quantic Dream's first game.
0: No. Also, that's that isn't what the major problem was. Like, if you play Fahrenheit and then play Heavy Rain and then play Beyond Two Souls, like it's the same gameplay problems over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Like, like yeah, it, it goes beyond hardware.
1: And, and, and Dan's right in terms of the brilliant thing about Until Dawn is there's lots of jump scares at the start, but the more you play the game and where the tension comes from is the fact that, well, for me it did anyway, was walking around a level and going, I don't want to die, 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 and being like, if I pull this lever, what's going to happen that's going to kill me? Yeah. So, yeah. And,
2: and, you, and there being a point where you know something's going to happen, so you then, before you kind of reach that point, you want to make sure you're as prepared as you possibly can be. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. I remember there being a point where I kind of walked towards a doorway and as I approached the doorway, the shadow of like this big dog side walking past, so I, I kind of scampered away as fast as I could because I was like, okay, something's going to happen <laughs> as I go through there let me just kind of get myself ready, get myself prepared. I'll finish searching this room for any nooks and crannies and then I'll go ahead.
1: You probably, you probably don't know now Dan, but is there any part of you that's already tempted to go back and play it again differently? Like, build different relationships to different characters?
2: And... Um, I don't think so. And I think that's, that's based on kind of my own feelings towards those kind of games. I rarely ever go back to them and play them through again Because I always like to think those kind of games where you kind of, you're the twisted narrative where you end up in different points. I like to think of that's my experience of a game. Yeah. And that's why I never went back to Heavy Rain. Because that my experience of the game... Was that this character died? This character happened to this. This this is he escaped. She escaped. All that stuff, and I, that was my experience of the game. And so, if I go yeah. back to it, I'm kind of like, I'm just kind of going through the motions. I'm not actually enjoying it because I kind of know what's going to happen if I play it differently.
0: Yeah, it actually weirds me out a bit when I hear other people talking about other like the same characters in multiple choice games. So like. When I hear about how people have played the Mass Effect trilogy, it's it's just it's, I, I can't reconcile the two things. Like, my shepherd is what happened in Mass Effect. Yeah, like, yeah. I understand that to be the story. Whereas I talk to somebody else and I'm like, "You saved them? Like, what 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 was it that led you to those decisions?" You know, people I talk to have very different universes at the end of Mass Effect three than I do, which I think is really cool. But I totally don't get this, like, going back and completing everything, just to see everything. It almost feels like you're almost, like, betraying the spirit of the game.
1: I've also been playing... Well, I completed Walking Dead Season 2. hmm Because I wanted the Platinum. Really, right. And then it was only when I was halfway through that I realised that it didn't make Sony's Platinum acceptance thing... <laughs> Because it was too easy to get a platinum. Apparently, that's a thing that you have to submit your game to Sony, and they judge whether it's worth a platinum or not. Yeah. Um, anyway, so terms in terms of you know putting these two games against each other, based on the fact of being able to choose your own path and your decisions really affecting the the outcome of the game. Where until dawn get it so right is that it's just technically it's just above and beyond anything. That we've seen before. You can't see the joins. The acting's really good. The narrative's really good. The storytelling's superb. Whereas in Telltale, like they've been, they've probably been using the same engine to run that game for the last sort of five or six mm. years. Yep. So it's when you make a decision, it's almost like the computer's turning the pages of its own virtual adventure games. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Right, they've chosen to go right here. Right, that's page. Hang on.
0: They do page. that horrible thing where they lick their finger the and go z- through the pages. Right,
1: hang on a second. Just just pause the animation there. Right. Hold on. Hang on. Hang on. Buffering. Right, I I know that zombies are coming. Just just oh, oh. <laughs> just oh, just yeah. give them a zombie. click, give them a zombie. <laughs> buy me some time. Right, I found it. Found it. Right, start the animation again.
0: Yeah. And
1: it, uh, that game really frustrated me, especially off the back of Until Dawn. It didn't actually bother me in. When I played Walking Dead season one, but here, after mm. playing that and even something like Witcher, where there's lots of different narrative paths and lots of decisions you go to, when you when you're able to see the joins, my god, it's so mm. frustrating. And I just I mean, and I just play through that game, not really
0: caring they're, about. They're anything. due an engine update. I mean, like that engine's been used since I want to say Monkey Island. The Monkey Island stories—they must have been like—and that must have been like five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that engine is absolutely doing an up there, and they're making good money now. So, like, you know, it used the to be. But the thing is, they're making good
1: thing. money using the same engine to make whatever brand license that they can. It's, spending it's, their it's, money it's the license the
2: that's selling it, rather than the yeah. engine now. Yeah. Game of Thrones yeah, yeah. didn't sell because of the engine; it sold because of Game of Thrones. But when you.
1: But again, when you compare it to something like Steve Jackson's Sorcery on iOS which mm. is the only iOS game I've ever bought Actually that's a mm. lie, I also bought Bastion but I think that was only for 69p but I bought Sorcery 1, 2 and 3 for a tenner on iOS which is yeah. the most money I've ever spent on that device and that's, and that's a choose your own adventure game where it is just lines of text and a small like model of walking across the map Mm. And that was a more in-depth and exciting experience than anything
0: I've ever experienced with a Telltale game. Mm. It's cause, Hands down, it's because it's Telltale's kind of like a. It was really, like industry-leading, but now it feels a little bit middle of the road. Yeah, like, now it feels a little bit like both of it's trying to do both of the things, or it's not quite as good as a you know an Until Dawn engine or something like that. But yeah, it's. I don't know. It's a real shame because, like, those. I think Telltale makes really, really great games, and when they're funny, they're really funny.
1: Apparently, Tales Um, from the Borderlands is meant to be really, really good. Yeah, it's meant to be good even if you've never played Borderlands. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's meant to be
1: the best of the bunch. But when you've got other things like Life is Strange coming out, which apparently is alright, pretty good.
0: Have you played Life is Strange? No. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, I've, I've, I've only played episode one so far, but I'm going to be grabbing it on PS4 at some point soon um, yeah it's absolutely wonderful and yeah again like to so to go back to your point it feels like Telltale 2.0 mm-hmm. yeah because
1: yeah. that's the thing you don't want to see the joins you don't want to see mm. where the game is actively dividing up the pages mm. because then you think or maybe I could have done something different or but actually life is strange the mechanic is different cuz you can actually change it, it it's like sorcery has the finger in the book yeah. so to speak so you can like look forward to see what your decision does mm. and then reverse it if you really if you really want to which i guess mm. sort of changes that walking dead linear mm. path mm, definitely
0: I've noticed recently that it is really difficult to get really good information when you are trying to start a new hobby or a new thing that you right. might be interested in. Well, what are you trying to
1: start? S- Me and Dan will help
0: you. Okay, <laughs> okay. But what are your, like, help health what are your hobby help desk. So here's here's oh, something oh. hello and welcome to hobby hello? help desk. Hello, hobby oh. help desk. How can I help? Oh, uh, uh, okay. Hello, uh, hobby help desk. Hello, um, I. So what I've been wanting to do recently is is really understand Mm -hmm. the Batman mythos. Like, I want to understand Batman as a character, okay? Okay. Like, that is what I want to do. So I want to... But I guess by... I guess the comic books... So, how do I start? Okay. I'm going
2: to uh, pass you over to my colleague, Sam, who knows a little <laughs> bit more about Batman <laughs> comics than I do. Okay. If you need okay, me, so if you need any information on uh, films yeah. or television, I'll be right here. Sam, over I'll to
0: never... you. Uh, okay, fine. So,
1: personally for me, mm-hmm. the best way to understand Batman is by reading as many different interpretations of Batman as you can get. Okay?
0: That's the approach I took, yeah. So,
1: by that I mean reading as many different writers... Interpretations of
0: right, who Batman? Is. So you see, I didn't, I didn't understand that. So I've been reading lots of Morrison and lots of uh, 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 Snyder. Who's that? Who's that guy? Yeah, Snyder, and also that racist guy, Miller. Yeah. So, like, basically, I, I've uh, essentially been reading lots and lots and lots of those 3 it That's it's been
1: great. That's not a bad. That's in terms of getting a
0: hang of who is Batman. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. So. Those three has have been really really good, but and I feel like I am starting to get understand the character. But the amount of time that I've spent on Amazon, basically going through wishlists, and obviously I started with some of you guys' help and stuff like that, like ages ago, like you know getting the recommendation of just go with New Fifty Two, start from there. Like if you're going to seriously do this sort of stuff, that's that's been fantastic but actually figuring out what is good and what is bad it's basically taken list after list after list online to go through them and say right what are the best batman stories that i should read and i still feel like i'm missing out on stuff so i've been reading um batman and robin the morrison run yeah. right which is with dick grayson as batman and damian wayne as robin mm-hmm. right so i've been reading that but previously I'd read Batman Incorporated. Uh, right. Now that's the wrong way around. Yeah. So I and I had no idea what that timeline would be, or indeed whether or not those those two series talk to one another massively. So like I read Long Halloween, and then I read New Fifty Two, uh, start of New Fifty Two, and then I read Batman Incorporated, and they were really fun, enjoyable adventures all by themselves, and that was fine. But then I started reading the Morrison run on uh, Batman and Robin. And then I'm like, oh, I've basically spoiled a whole bunch of this for me, for myself. Like, I know the outcome of all of this stuff, so I've done really badly here. So then I went back even further, and uh, I I bought Final... So I've got Final Crisis as well, which is a crossover event within the universe. Now, I don't know where... So I personally don't know where Final Crisis sits. I think it's somewhere before the Batman and Robin run.
1: Yeah, it... Is because yeah,
0: I I, yeah. I think so because I, I don't read comics that much.
2: I, I tried to get into them kind of a, a little while back, and I think for the reason for the very thing you're talking about, it's the reason I, d- I I didn't really get into it because I, I did find mm. it rather overwhelming in terms of the sc- scale of what's there. And I think yeah. as you say, what you've with the new fifty-two, that made it easier to get into it because you could just, literally you could start at number one and you could go yeah. okay, I understand numbers one two three four five brilliant. But you then you start to do that
1: again soon, Dan.
2: I know they're they're rebooting again, don't, but don't. but they have to do it every few years. But they so have they have so. that. But then you've also got people talk about the runs that Long Halloween or uh, as you say Final Crisis or Death in the Family. All these different more graphic. No, I mean don't get me wrong. I mean I don't I don't know the lingo of what you would refer to mm. these kind of things as. But it's yep. it strikes me as yep. kind of you've got New Fifty Two, but then you've got all these other extra stories. I mean the the first. Batman story I ever read and I haven't read many of them um, was Killing Joke because I knew of Killing Joke mm. it was I thought it was a good place to start it was a kind of a an, a relatively short story in comparison to other stuff um, so for example I've read kind of the first part of Nightfall as well which I really enjoyed but then there was just too much of it so I kind of, I kind of left that behind but I think it's an issue and I think it's you mentioned kind of board games and card games and stuff like that I think it's more of a thing to do with comics because the scale of comics is so huge, and I think that the time, as you mentioned, a timeline. If you were to line line up on a timeline of where all the stories fit, it's very difficult because they all kind of overlap, and they all go all different directions and into different dimensions and cross over into different stuff. That's a very difficult thing to try and
0: get a handle on as a as a kind of from a wider view. So. So I think that that's really tough, and that's why I've found it really difficult to get into comics. And I've, I've tried for years and years and years, and I've, I, I do enjoy them. Like, I really do enjoy them. And I've enjoyed them since I started reading them. Like, this was, you know, years ago now. But the the, the problem with it is when you want to take it from... Like, I don't see watching television as a hobby... Like, when you want to take it from the casual I read a couple of comic books or a couple of graphic novels every year to the, okay, I'm now really interested in this, which is what I, I've done over the last year or so. You know, it's... it Taking it to that next level, it's really... A, it's really difficult to find that information of, well, well, where do I start? And it's good to get recommendations from friends and all that sort of stuff. That's great. But it's the, you know, what is an where is an appropriate place to start? Where is you know who should i be reading because there's a lot of guff between miller and like morrison taking over you know and changing and, and doing a lot of different stuff like i'm reading batman gothic at the moment and like lo- i've just finished it, actually and um like and it's and it's good but you can tell it's morrison taking over a character who has just is just has just got to the absolute ends of his tether. Like there's no there's nowhere darker for him to go. And obviously, you know, Morrison would then go on and do um, uh, Arkham Asylum, which like is the ultimate like transitionary phase from okay, now it's not about a character who's super dark and depressed and gothic and all that sort of stuff he's had being this transformative experience which turns him into something else that's fine that's great but like knowing what's good from that big block of stuff like even the Batman and Robin run isn't brilliant like Grant Morrison leaves after book three I think so you know I think there are places to go
1: and I think there are tactics that you can use to improve your experience first off if you want just to go back to your previous question if you want to handle on who Batman actually is read Nightfall all three probably volume, massive volumes on it because right. that's batman but not bruce wayne so if you want a handle of what it takes to be batman you have to see someone else trying to be batman right and then you get an idea of yeah actually being batman's pretty tough yeah so nightfall is just that's my favorite batman story of all time um this the the problem with con- continuity is that i've ha- and this is something that I've learned from video games, especially playing lots of open world stuff, like especially The Witcher, which has a massively dense narrative. And every time I turn it on, I forget the characters. I just go, I, I, I've just forgotten. I just pretend in the mm-hmm. world that I have either forgotten or I don't care or flame, narrat- yeah, or I trust the <laughs> narrative enough that someone will explain to me at some point what's going on. Like, yeah. um, like at the moment, I'm reading Batman and Robin Eternal which is a weekly comic and it references lots of other comic books but if something comes up I just don't worry myself about it I go oh that's something that's happening in the world fair enough I don't feel any compulsion to find out Mm. about that or find out what it's about I just go oh fair enough
2: that's
0: happening Mm. does it not feel like a less complete experience?
2: Of of all the comics I've read the ones that I've enjoyed have been the uh have they've not been the com- the comic book superhero type things. It's been stuff like um, Elements of the Walking Dead or it's been uh, Kick-Ass or Why the Last Man. And it's been a story that I can start the start and I'm not having to branch off into many mm. different avenues. I can just follow a linear story all the way through. And that's... But that's what, but that's, mm.
1: that's what Batman the New 52 has been. Um, indeed, all of the New 52 stuff. And indeed, Batman and Robin Eternal, That that is what it is.
2: Um, but that's as you just said. There, there's, the, you've got New Fifty Two, Batman Eternal. At which point does that move on? You have got Batman and Robin. At which point do they branch but you off? You can read all things? of them independently, and you don't need any of them to reference. I mean, you could. But, but if you don't know anything, where would you start? Do you start with Batman yeah. Eternal? Because it's obviously it's not. But you
1: can do yeah, but you just go. But the thing is, it depends how. Like at the start, of Batman and Robin Eternal, Batman turns up in the in a suit that is unrecognisable, and you can either go hang on, where where's Bruce Wayne and why is he in that suit? Or you can just go, ah, oh, Batman's got a new suit. Anyway, on with the story. Yeah. And yeah. It, I've got to the point now where that is my that is my attitude to it. I'm just, those are the given circumstances. Let's carry on. It's like if you went to go and see a piece of theatre and it starts in the middle of the scene, you wouldn't go hang on who's who's that what's going on you go <laughs> everybody stop <laughs> you, you, you accept those are the given circumstances of the story and yeah. you carry on and find more information yeah no
0: so so i think i think that's a, a really good way to handle that stuff so here's the other side of things so i think that works really well when we're talking about like narrative and stuff like that where it doesn't work very well is um is getting hold of, like, board games and card games and knowing what to do with that sort of stuff. So at the moment, I've kind of been going through stuff where, you know, I've been going through the... Um, what's it called? The Spiel des Yeah. which is the German Board Game Awards, yeah. awards Dan. So, Thanks. like, basically, like, the, the most prestigious uh, board game awards. Um, and, like, I've basically just been going through the top threes of all of those okay. going and going, cool, I guess I'm going to buy some of these and see if they work out well. The one that doesn't work is you get a game like like Magic so with Magic they did the Origins set and now they're and then they did Battle for Zendikar and now they've done Gate of the uh, Gate of the Overwatch yeah. or Gate of the Oathwatch maybe Overwatch. Oathwatch is it Overwatch? Oath of the Gatewatch there we are there we are Oath of the Gatewatch um, now I've been playing Magic for maybe a year and a half now same sort of time as you have Sam yeah. and like if I I remember when I started playing Magic I had no idea where to start no idea what I should be playing the card the card names the 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 abilities the the everything about it was just incredibly difficult to get into because the rules are useless first of all the app rules are absolutely useless that are included you need another person to show you what the game is and where it's going and and how things work like what a stack is you know all of this stuff and it makes and it makes me feel it makes me feel really concerned that there are some really really interesting great you know really great games out there that people aren't going to want to get into because it's too tough. Yeah. I think this is why mass media is so appealing because it's so easy to get I can, into. I can
1: I I think that if you know where to look, you can easily find out. First of all, if you're looking for board game recommendations, very easy to go to tabletop on YouTube, Dice Tower on
2: the web, and something like Shut Up and Sit Down podcast. And hmm. website. Those are yeah, the three there's, places. There's, there's plenty of places for board games that I've I've there's, seen listed. I used to go to uh, Board Game Geek as well. Board Game Geek. Um, I don't go to Board Game Geek so much because it's so
1: big that yeah. the aggregate scores are very low for games that I really really enjoy. But it is. But Board Game Geek is good for forum stuff where I've searched for you know best ideas for two player games and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Like I've been yeah. I've been getting into a lot of two player games recently, and that's where I found found most of them but generally what i do with board games now is uh, is that i find a game that's recommended on boardgamegeek.com and then i watch the reviews on dice tower or i see what shut up and sit down have thought of it because i know that my views are almost in parallel and it's not you know led me wrong um
0: so, you have to actively go out and do a bunch of research to find this stuff out. Well,
1: yeah, because you're dropping 30, 40 quid on, on a product, aren't
0: you?
2: Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. because of the money you're spending. And I think the difference a... between board games and something like Magic is Magic, similar with comics, it's a much grander scale of things that you. you it's with. Uh, uh, the game I've got right in front of me is uh, Code Names, which we've all played. Um, if you want mm. to play Code Games, you've got the game Code Games. There's not. 16 different versions of it if you want to play that game it's there with magic as you say you've got all these different versions that someone mm. new coming into it if so, if I say to you what should, what do I need to play magic you can say well you can have this or this or this or this or this actually if, no if if you you, to, yeah. if, what do I need to
1: play magic a booster pack that's
2: but, it no, but the point is, pack, where, yeah, but but the point is there's lots of different areas where I could mm. start if I wanted a simple no. board game like code games code games. names I just get code names and that's it Done.
0: Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I suppose that yeah, but if you so, want an like, intro the pack, pack for magic, stuff you just is... get an intro pack. But you get an intro pack, and then you're like, "Hold yeah. on, is this a complete game? Is the intro pack a complete game? Why? Why not...
2: would I get this instead of this? Why wouldn't I get something of Zendikar or something like that? I mean, as as a person who doesn't play, that would what be I'd be thinking?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think there is. I think with a lot of stuff that we're interested in we're used to doing the work and going and finding stuff whereas with stuff that's slightly more like mainstream stuff and this isn't a oh aren't we cool and alternative it's a you know it's a there is pop culture and then there is then there is stuff that lies underneath that like I I class what we are interested in in the same realms as people who like Hornby rail sets Yeah, Um, but like It's you know there are easier like if you are interested in Hornby uh, Hornby rail sets then there are there is research you have to do to get into that stuff same with like magic cards or or, um, comic books or whatever it is whereas if you want to get into the charts there are like there's just a radio show that will play absolutely everything that's on the radio the radio show does
1: the research
0: yes yes exactly there is a the there artists. is an avenue that does it for you, whereas with, and it's very very in your face all of the time.
2: Well, but it's something like a Should Up and Sit Down podcast, you listen to that in the same way you listen to the radio. That's mm. going to tell you the games to play.
0: Mm. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose.
2: And that's why it's I think the certain script. areas that we talked about in comics and magic and stuff like that, the scale is so big that it's it's very difficult to get a a, a decent grasp from a relatively mm. simple. Um, Avenue of information.
1: But the thing is like there's there's lots of different ways that you can go on this because how I got into comics in the first place was I found a writer that I enjoyed, I read their work. So yeah. I enjoyed the first comic I ever read was FIFA Vendetta. Oh, I like right, the work yeah. of Alan Moore, I like the work of Dave Givens, therefore I am going to read more of their stuff. And then you read more of their stuff and the rabbit hole goes deeper. So I read uh, V Fendetta, Watchmen, Killing Joke. Oh, I like Batman as a character. You yeah. lead down the hole of Batman. I know, mm. oh, I like the Scott Snyder bloke or I like the work of Greg Capullo. Mm. I want to go, I go and see the film K- Kick Ass. Oh, it's based on a comic book. I'll read that comic book. Oh, who's this Mark Miller guy? Who's John Romita mm. Jr.? Then mm. that follows it down that path. And it's, and for me it's, it's the same with board games There's, there's certain publishers Or there's certain um, Writers of board games That I enjoy And therefore I'll, click, I'll, I'll pick up their work Like the work of Matt Leacock I really enjoy his games and the way he structures things So I'll always be on the lookout for Games that, that he is designing Also and Dan will tell me The designer of um, Code Names, Valdi Chichalski or something like that uh, Vlada Jvathel there we go. Probably not right at all. Yeah,
2: but... yeah. I, yeah, I, I apologise for uh, butchering the name, but sorry, Vlada. yeah, Vlada Chvatel.
1: He's made games. Uh, I think he's made Pictomania as well and several uh, several others. And so I'm more keen to look at and it's and it's the same with a designer of another game that me and Chris really enjoy called Lost Cities, and the designer of um, and like Final and fantasy flight games as well who made Le- lord of the rings confrontation and who published netrunner and who published um uh, i think they published game of thrones card games all brilliant brilliant board games so i think it's those kind of in if in terms of getting into the hobby i think that that would be my advice to anyone getting into any hobby is kind of find one thing you like whether that's a rec- recommendation from a friend or just something you've seen on tabletop or on a website and then use that as your avenue to get in get into it and pete mm. if you want comics to start feeling like a hobby start a bin at a comic bookshop
0: because as mm. soon
1: as you start picking up comics every month or every or twice a month you'll feel a lot more invested in something that's happening and you will look forward to that coming out every
0: month. That was Staying In with Daniel Frost, Sam Turner and me, Peter Willington. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit stayingin.podbean.com for more information and links to the comics, games, movies and more covered in this episode and find us on Twitter on at stayinginpod. Thanks for listening.